0: Well, good morning. It's Mike and Mary, and this must mean it's
1: Mondays with Mike and Mary. Welcome.
0: Welcome to everybody. This is our chance to replay for you some of the highlights from our coaching calls of the most recent week. So here we go with Ask the Experts, Parade Techniques. What do you have for us first this morning, Mary?
1: You know, I want to, as we have discussed in the past, there's sometimes a common theme and I want to share with you a common theme that I heard from our coaching students this past week. And it was, I'm feeling burned out. I'm having, I'm getting my, my calls in, but I'm not able to increase my number of calls.
0: Wait a minute. We're only halfway, we're not even halfway through the year yet. Feeling burned out? Yeah. Oh how, my gosh.
1: How do you stay motivated when you got all this stuff happening? When you've got things going wrong? I have one guy that described it as quicksand. Like every time I took another step, I'm sinking to my knees. Everything's going wrong. Transactions falling apart. Things breaking in your own home. The dog broke his leg. I mean, literally everything going wrong. And I heard it over and over and over again. And so the advice that was given, I really wanted to share today. May I?
0: Please, because what happens if you don't fix that? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good. So i would buy to hear this. Not
1: listening. To what was nothing. the
0: advice and what was your advice? Let's hear that.
1: Well, you know, I really believe that we all have this great wisdom that is hard won. The only way you get advice from your board of directors, from your R-squared coaching team, that is really good advice is if you have suffered yourself. I think that's how you know how to pull out of it and why the power of the group, all sharing ideas, it, it is,
0: is so amazing. So that's, that's why Floyd created his program, because he had empathy with people who were struggling like him, yeah. like he did.
1: Yeah. So I'm just going to rattle off a whole lot of... Uh, Advice that was received yesterday. So like, for example, how do you get yourself to increase your number of calls or to stay motivated to continue making them week after week after week? And someone said, make it a scavenger hunt. You know, like tell yourself, I'm gonna have fun with this now. Change it up, mix it up. Maybe if you've always been dialing, knock on some doors. If you've always been having conversations online or by text or by email, go out and meet, go where the people are. And decide, in this next hour, I'm going to have eight conversations with live human beings.
0: They must have just watched My Man Godfrey.
1: My Man? Oh, don't. Let, let's not talk about My Man Godfrey.
0: Okay. There was a scavenger hunt in that <laughs> one, though.
1: There was. Here's some advice from someone. This is to was given to someone who's feeling like... His family is imploding. There's drama going on in his family. And he's questioning his ability to lead the family and to do a good job. A family with
0: drama going on? No, I know. How unusual.
1: But how do you get yourself to prospect anyway? Yeah. Number one piece of advice, start your day with the pledge. Mm
0: -hmm. Number
1: two great piece of advice, you need affirmations. Start with two time blocks. First thing in the morning, something small that you will do. Maybe it's make one call between 8 and 8.30 every single morning so you start the day with a victory. And then end the day or schedule in at the end of the day time to worry. 15 minutes to worry. Okay. So all day long when you're worrying, you're, you you know, that comes into your mind. Here's what you tell yourself. Sorry, that's scheduled for 4.15. I'm not ready to talk about this now. I love that idea. Yep. Um, And then my advice was choose to be happy, that I really believe that every single moment we are making decisions about our mood, about our attitude, and we can choose anytime we want. I choose to be happy and not allowing the people around us to color our world, to influence our perspective, but to decide I'm going to be happy. God darn it. And then the quicksand story so clear your mind, take, a, take some time away. Don't forget about date night, because if you're not making time for the important people in your life and all you're doing is solving problems and digging in the dirt, um, you're gonna end up pretty darn unhappy. And here is the smartest thing I heard yesterday. It's like a tiny rock. And if you put it right in front of your eyeball, you can't see anything else, Right. but the truth is, it's really a tiny rock. Oh man, I love that piece of advice. So get perspective. So that's my contribution. I hope it helps some folks out there that are struggling with the same stuff. Maybe you could even give some advice to someone you know that's struggling with the same stuff or tell them to listen to this podcast
0: you know, the strange thing is, growing up as a child watching cartoons, I thought quicksand was going to be one of the major uh, obstacles to success in life. As an adult? <laughs> yeah, but so far I haven't run into any quicksand anywhere. Thank Well, God. I've
1: got students that have, that's for I sure. Mean,
0: next to anvils falling on your head. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Well, I want to, I asked the experts question that was really terrific, also had to do with making calls. What a coincidence. You know, how do I get to have more conversations, which is what really the question was. Mm -hmm. And boy, did we get some good answers. Here was the first one. All right. Go to office 9 a.m. Oh, and on the way, listen to Floyd. Then you'll hit the ground running with a better attitude, kind of like saying the pledge. Uh, Here's some other things that were out there. You know, there's still short sales out there. There are. Visit the Registry of Deeds and get a a list of five of pre-foreclosures. Use the AI function and find out things about people in your book of business. Like one of the suggestions was I discovered that one of the people in my book of business had a child with a severe peanut allergy and I ran across an article about some new treatment for that. And I called them to see if they'd seen the article, not to ask who do you know who, not to ask for a referral, not to ask for business, just to connect with them on a real human level. Wow. What a difference that made.
1: Oh, no kidding. Love on your people.
0: Yeah. Ooh. But one of the the best pieces of advice was to supplement who you're calling. Don't just call your book of business. There's, There's really two groups of sellers out there if you want listings. And the one is the people who have to sell. We know who they are. We know how to find them. The other is all the other discretionary sellers who are now FISBOs. FISBOs is the low-hanging fruit right now today. So how do you get yourself to talk to more FISBOs? Well, one way is go to the forsalebyowner.com websites, and you'll find half of them are already listed, but half are not. So, talk to the half who are not. Okay. Put yourself into Zillow as a buyer and specify that you only want non-listed properties. And expand your range by expanding the zip codes that you're looking in on Zillow. Uh, Take your foot off the accelerator and put it on the brake. Oh, wow. (laughs) Never drive by a FISBO without doing one of two things. Either getting out of the car and going to the door or taking a photo and texting the address to yourself so you follow up later. Now, if you get out of the car and go to the door, leave a note card if they're not there. It says, sorry, I missed you. Planting that seed, you know, who's showing your house when you're not home? Who has else
1: home... has missed
0: yeah. you? When you're not home, your home's off the market.
1: Right, and you know, that reminds me of those, the, that old Danielle Kennedy uh, technique where you pull into the driveway, you leave the car running, the door open, and now they know that you're less threatening because you're obviously not staying. Yeah. You're on your way somewhere, as opposed to you're coming and moving into their house. So Or like, Gary
0: Sisson's technique. Remember him?
1: Well, of course. Yeah,
0: who'd slam the door outside, and then he'd stand in the front yard holding the whatever-for-sale-by-owner-should-know book. <laughs> so what's that? Yeah. And then... The, the one I, I think I like the most about for sale by owners was to put together a handbook like the for sale by owner help kit. Because what can they do now that most of them couldn't ever do before? Find a buyer. Buyers are falling out of the, the sky. Right. And That's it's not the hard part. No. no, it's easy to find a buyer. What's it not easy to do for them? Close it. Yeah. Get from contract <laughs> A closing. That's right. closing, they're not that all that good at getting to contract and negotiating. Right, but forget that. How do we follow up every transaction? What did you say? Every deal's got drama. Every deal's got anvils falling on your head. Every deal has quicksand in it, you know. And, and they those don't... are the
1: ones with realtors involved. Yeah. Good lord, what happens when there's no realtor?
0: And appraisers and inspectors. That's right. And Untrained co-brokes who are not managed or trained or supervised or directed. Yeah, it's a miracle that anything's getting to closing. Right. And they need to know that. So you put together documentation. Here's what we do step by step to get something from contract to closing. Here's the problems we avoid. And detail all the problems that could arise. Like that caveat, how to avoid getting sued yeah. you know when you're selling your house on yeah. your own. But if you put that booklet together, a, a, a handbook, how to get from contract to closing, that substantiates our value. And then you don't end up working for 1% or 2%. You've proven your value to them. So I think that was really smart. If you're going to work Fisbos, do that. And then it came my turn. You want to make more calls? Yeah. By the way, right in the middle of that, I dropped a little thing about appraisers I had a great technique parade yesterday on the call about keep all the data in your book of business about people in your book of business, just like we said with that peanut allergy yep. story. Yep. But what about the other people involved in transactions? One of my people keeps data on appraisers. Oh, that's a good idea. Inspectors. Yeah, the good, the bad, right. and the ugly. <laughs> that's right. And here's what happens. In her market, when an appraiser is assigned a transaction, they have 72 hours to fulfill that appraisal okay. or it gets assigned to another appraiser, Oh, kind of like judge shopping. If yeah. you're a, a, yeah, a yeah, lawyer, yeah. you know, well, we don't want that judge. He's a hanging judge. Right. We want the more lenient one. Uh, let's time our appeal to the Supreme Court so we get the right court. And it's the same thing. If you get an appraiser assigned to one of your deals, who's a dope, or has been difficult in the past, or under appraised, you wait the 72 hours till another one gets assigned. And what that does is two things. Number one, it gets you better appraisers for your deals. But number two, it creates this incredible value, this data in your book of business, mm. which you're not gonna keep forever. You're gonna pass on. You might even sell it. There's a way to add value to your book of business. But I want to get back to making calls. Okay. Because here's here's what I said. If you actually want to have more conversations, it's a five-step process. What is it?
1: A five-step process. Yeah, and
0: here's step one. You have to schedule your calling time. If you don't schedule it, you won't do it. That means in advance, block it out in your smart week. That's why we block out, to see if we can fit everything in that we want to fit in. We already got a lot of stuff already blocked out. So where do we put our prospecting time? If you don't block it out, it doesn't get done. We procrastinate, but you're an expert on that, so.
1: Hey, wait a minute.
0: (laughs) And here's number two. You got to have a list of people to call. If you don't have a list of people to call, you'll just sit there staring at the phone saying, oh, what do I do now? Yes, and if you won't make your list, pay somebody to put your list together.
1: Before your scheduled calling time. Yeah. So making the list is not during the calling time. Yep. Right.
0: And here's the third step. Create an approach. Clear off the desk. Clear out your head. Think about who am I going to call? What is my approach going to be? That's what Floyd taught us to do. Make some notes about what you're going to say when you actually get somebody on the phone. Your approach to one type of prospect is going to be different from your approach to another. FISBOs, you don't say the same thing as you do with expires, as you do with book of business, as you do with just listed. Your approach has to be thought out in advance so that when you get somebody, you're not. Humma, 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 this humma. Sounds
1: like a really good reason to procrastinate dialing. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, there's a four step. Step, oh, five four. step All right.
0: Yeah. Protect your prospecting time. Bunker. Yep. Dean Moss is perfect at that. You know, Jim does the Galligan does the same thing. How do you protect it? Well, the ideal is have a door you can close, hand your cell phone to somebody and use the landline to make your outgoing calls so you won't be disturbed. Whoever it is that's standing outside your bunker, give them a couple of Rottweilers and a supply of hand grenades, you know, and yellow crime scene tape so nobody disturbs your prospecting time. Make it sacred.
1: Protect your prospecting time.
0: Love yeah. And then, of course, number five is to dial, to actually. Oh,
1: you have to actually dial.
0: Well, we don't dial anymore; we punch, you yeah. know, numbers. And if you're not going to dial, get an auto dialer.
1: Oh, lots of people are using those.
0: Auto dialers are increasing the number of conversations you right. have right. because they're decreasing the dialing time. And if you pre-recorded your voice message, you don't have to say it over and over. Of course, by the twelfth time, you're saying the same voice message. You don't sound the same chippery that you did (laughs) the first time. So auto dialers are a great help to having more conversations in the same amount of time. So schedule it, put your list together, make notes about your approach, protect that time, and dial the phone. You'll end up having more conversations. Well, that's our podcast for this week.
1: Let's go have a great week, everyone.
0: Yeah, knock them dead. (music) Thank you.